What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 188 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Reverend Jared Petty. Doki Doki. It's our first time on Gamescast. It's the first time on a show together in a long time. It has time. been a very long time. Yeah. I have missed you tremendously. Thank we were you. talking about this in the pre-show. It just doesn't feel right. I'm stealing this from somebody else, but it kind of felt like Ed McMahon hosting The Tonight Show. Like, mm. I just, mm. I don't belong in that chair. This is the Tim show. This I is where you belong. That. I really appreciate but, that. But more than that, I just miss the warmth. I miss the enthusiasm, yeah. the vibe, the balance. I, I just, balance. yeah. The hype, oh, baby. Absolutely. That's the what hype. it is. And ladies and gentlemen, joining us once again on the Kind of Funny Games cast, Brandon Jones. I also missed you a lot. Allies. Thank you. I missed you. It's been way too long since yeah, I've seen you. When's the last time I saw you? I guess it was E3. E3, probably. Yeah, yeah. I love E3. I can't wait for the next one. I love that you're already is, thinking yeah. I love it. Let's, <laughs> let's get started. Let's go. Let's go. In there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week we get together, talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get the show early by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, for just $1, you can watch it live along with us. For a couple more dollars, you can get the audio or video early. Uh, and the video includes the pre and post show that we do for this. Uh, it was a good one today. A, a solid 20 minutes of, of high quality content. Um, I was there. Jared was there. Brandon was there. Joey was Joey there. was there for a bit of it too. It was fun for everybody. Um, or you just get the show for free on Mondays at nine a.m. on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or on podcast services all over the place, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Get hyped about that! Um, today we got a fun show, and it is brought to you by Patreon producers Warren Moore, Eric Heights, and Tom Bach, the legends. Yeah. The legends. legends. Kevin, do I need to do some shout-outs or something? It wasn't no. on the calendar, but... No, it was okay. on the calendar. It's cool. Tom Bach showing up, supporting us at PAX. Fantastic mm -hmm. dude. Mm -hmm. Love he that is guy. amazing. He's the best. Yeah, yeah, he's great. How was your PAX? Uh, my PAX was great. It was wonderful. The panels went wonderful. The Superman panel was a lot of fun. It was completely devoured by the Twitch stream, mm -hmm. uh, but the backup copy exists, and I'm patching it together from three different pieces of footage less audio. Yeah. I've got a middle section, the one where Greg talks, where all I have is audio. So I really want somebody to animate it. Oh, I, 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 like, I'm hoping to get somebody to animate it and then finally patch that whole thing together. Cool. Uh, the Red Dead panel was a ball. Red Dead Live with with uh, the What's Good Games uh, folks awesome. and uh, John Ryan. Had a great time there. Of course, at the tournament, got my butt kicked. Yeah. That was delightful. It was my first PAX West. Had a wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I've never man. been there before. Had a wonderful time PAX just West around. is a is a good one. One of my favorite conventions for sure. Spectacular. Hit that Pink Gorilla booth. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Pink Gorilla. Great stuff there. Walking around, grab, bought a bunch of dice. But a whole, okay. but a hundred dollars okay. of dice. Feeling lucky. That might have been a mistake. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot How of money. How many dice is that? That's a lot of dice. Okay, a lot of really <laughs> yeah, weird yeah, dice. Yeah. Were you at Pax, Brandon? Uh, my first Pax, I skipped in many years. Yeah, I intentionally skipped it this year. Intentionally for a very special event, oh, and I'm was. so happy that I went to uh, Mr. John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl. He oh. does it that weekend every year, and, and my it. wife always goes, and so it'll be. I'll be amazing. back at the hotel, and I'll get some video text from her of like everyone with yeah. their lightsabers, like doing the bit. And was that as rad? I think as it, it was the fiftieth, the fortieth or fiftieth anniversary of him playing the bowl. Oh my god! So oh, not just wow. him like composing music or anything specifically at the bowl. Uh, Spielberg was there. Uh, they. Played, oh, they so played cool. the opening of Last Crusade without the music, uh -huh. so it's just Foley and uh, dialogue and you know sound effects and stuff. And then uh, he like played the music live over it. Oh, and uh, I just like he's like my favorite artist. Yeah, did they do Bar Superman? Uh, they did not do Superman. You can't wow. do everything. Right. Didn't, do yeah. Harry, didn't do Harry Potter. Didn't yeah. do Jurassic oh Park. God. Wow, wow. Didn't do yeah. Oh, no Jurassic man. Park. No Jurassic That's Park. surprising. And he'll play uh, some stuff he didn't write, just stuff, you know, inspirations and stuff. Really? He played Psycho one year that I went, and, and like, everyone cracked up when it got to, when it got yeah, to, like, the shower yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. And he finished and turned around, and he was like, that's hilarious, isn't it? He's like, I never really thought about that. Yeah. yeah. How funny that is when you're in a, a social setting like this. Oh, but. man, that's so cool. Yeah, no, I've been, unfortunately, missing Paxes because of stupid weddings the last couple of years. <laughs> stupid weddings? It's just like, I, like I, I was on such a hot streak with Pax where I was at every Pax West and East, and then... Holy matrimony! Now miss, oh, man. Miss two years in Life, a row. Lifetime commitment. And I think next year I already have another fucking wedding that weekend. Why don't like, you say already no to, confirmed. Say no. Go to PAX. Jared, I wish that that's how life worked. You know what I mean? All these stupid friends and their stupid wives. <laughs> I have absolutely just not gone to weddings. There yeah. are times you just don't go to a wedding. The problem is that it's like it's the cycle where it's like I'm that age and G is a year younger than me. So now she's the age. So it's like uh, we're just getting through all my friends. Now next year's all her shitty friends. I hate all this shit, man. Stop. Love needs to stop, yeah, everybody. You know 
If somebody's getting remarried, you got to draw the line there, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No way. Not, <laughs> yeah. not going to be the second time. With that. Maybe we could, like, inject you with a slow-acting poison and then hide the antidote at PAX. And the only okay. way for you to I survive. I got to PAX. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to do it. Oh, do it. oh, man. It has been quite the the travel season. But thank God for the Switch. Being able to play that thing on the plane. It has been awesome. Speaking of the Switch, yeah. the online service launched this week. It has arrived. It, and, did, uh, did you get it yet? Not at all. I didn't get it yet either. I'm I haven't touched to, it I know. At it's, all. Been, it's been nuts. But I'm, I'm, again, flying tomorrow to a goddamn wedding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one's in Disneyland, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. Um, but I'm going to download the Switch Online stuff today yeah. so I get to mess around with the NES games. But you got it. I did. Uh, I grabbed it. It's a pretty painless download. It's a very easy process to get into. Not a, not a lot of barriers to entry. I was able to pay for most of my year one subscription subscription with my whatever little gold coins are called that you get for buying stuff. I forget the name of them. And uh, hopped in and yeah, the 20 streaming slash on your Switch Switch games are great. I don't think they're actually streaming because NES ROMs are so tiny. Yeah. I suspect they're just stuck in cash somewhere and then it's like did you check in this week? You know, yeah, yeah, something yeah. in the software is checking. Is it streaming? I thought it was Straight up down. Uh, I think it's I think that it's just an app. Like it's another yeah. little app in there. It's like here's your mm. NES. And then when I'm offline, it's fine. It just works the same as it does anywhere else, but it does have some neat features. It's got online multiplayer, which I fooled around with some. I actually hopped on as soon as I downloaded it and streamed it on Twitch mm -hmm. uh, that night. And uh, I played a lot of stuff, including with some people in the chat. Played Mario Brothers online, like the classic one on one I'm you sorry. Know, arcade. Oh no, Mario Brothers is good with two people. No, it's not. No, you don't it's not like good it with any amount of people. Oh. Mario Brothers is a fucking atrocious video game. Expound. I, I first off hated how it was packed into every Mario Brothers Advance game uh, on the on the GBA because uh, give us some different mini games like mm -hmm. Mario sixty four uh, DS. The mini games were great. Okay. You know what I mean? Stop giving us the same game over and over and over. Where That's it's like I don't believe anybody actually enjoys it. I feel like it controls horribly mm -hmm. compared to Super Mario Brothers. Like it controls the, thing, the key to Mario is that it feels good to it's play. Slippery. Mario Brothers is so slippery. It's like playing Luigi in in a Mario Brothers game if he had oil on his feet. But it's, it's so a bad. very <laughs> deliberate slipperiness. It's the same way that that like you play old uh, old survival horror games. We were talking about Resident Evil earlier. Yeah. And if you don't have tank controls, they're not scary anymore mm -hmm. unless you completely build rebuild the game from the ground up. In the same way, Mario Brothers is not fun if you have precise control. Even, you, but it, with what it oh, takes. Yeah, unprecise control, uh, yeah. it's not uh, fun either. Especially, no, no, it, this is the inspiration for Super Mario Brothers Wii and Super Mario's Wii U, the whole like com cooperative, that, competitive. I'm I am just a fan of games where you can be a complete jerk to the mm -hmm. person you're playing with. You can be a moment. jerk in some of those multiplayer ones. What's the one where like they actually account for you in physical space? So if you jump. And a friend jumps at the same time, and you bop their head. You'll like knock them down. New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you get a lot of. Yeah. Well, this one, that's where they, this is where they get that idea. It's the same. Yeah. Have you played Mario Brothers? Right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you like it? Have not played it in a long time. So it's. I can visualize it. That's about it. I don't get any like. I'm going to make. Contact I'm going to make this argument. It's slippery, but it's consistent. It's precise. It's not like you do the same thing twice and it's it feels kludgy or mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's just a matter of getting a feel for the controls. Once you understand how far you can move before jumping and, and how to turn in midair, it's great. You're fine. It just takes a little while to get get that down. And I'd argue that those remake minigame pack-ins that you were talking about actually refined the controls quite a they bit. Did. And they did, and it was definitely a lot better. I just feel like the game is, when compared to either Super Mario Brothers, obviously is worse, and also compared to Donkey Kong, it's worse. I mm. feel like Donkey Kong is an example of challenges and the controls working against you but in a way that feels like it's meant to feel that way mm -hmm. in the video game whereas you the example you brought up about Resident Evil and the it not being scary if there's not tank controls with Mario it's there's not fear there's not scariness there's not any of that it's literally just about the gameplay and it, no like it's the a, gameplay is backwards it's a game about looking a second ahead mm -hmm. it's not a game about reacting the way that Super Mario Brothers is it's a game about knowing that crab is there and that means that in about one and a half seconds he'll be here so it's time for me to move and jump yeah it's like playing Dark Souls it's about looking ahead mm. The original Dark uh, Mario Souls. Brothers, the Dark Souls. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's an. It's like Monster Hunter, same way. It's about looking ahead, figuring mm. out exactly what time commitment you can get into. But let's not dwell too much on Mario Brothers. I like the service. Um, I, I don't know if it's worth what I'm paying for it. Uh, Twenty bucks a year is twenty dollars is, is really not too bad. But right now, what I'm really getting for it is the ability to play a few good NES games that I've mostly been able to play other places and trading that for off. For $5 each. for tr and tr Yeah, but 
I probably would only have bought six or seven of these. Well, me, no, I'd probably bought 14 to 15. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, no, but you only need to buy four of it for it to be the price of a year. Again, I'm not I'm not going to go off on a rant here. Ultimately, the ability to play ice hockey online with another person is worth $20 a year to me. Right mm. there. That's it. Because ice hockey is the best NES hockey game, except for Kunio hockey. But that's a whole other argument. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of good games on this thing. Uh, have you all seen the lineup? So yeah, so on the lineup, I, I saw a video today. Like I'm so excited to get it. I've just been busy doing stuff, but um, the I saw a video of the, the interface, mm-hmm. and it looks it's beautiful. It's I love the, I like the look it, yeah. that it has. With Some all people say the, the, the box art's too big, but I, I don't know. I just love oh, looking man. at that library. I, that I way. love that, and yeah. like the organization eventually might get a little cumbersome, but I'm sure they'll come up with folders well, or some system. They're later. only adding three games a month at this point, so that means this time next year there's still only about 50 games. Yeah, I think uh, they're gonna, that, I think they'll easier. give bigger batches. Eventually. I hope, because that's one of my complaints. If I'm sitting popping to $20 a year, and I think about, you know, Virtual Console, when it launched, gave me five, six new games a week. For $5 a piece. The, yeah, <laughs> but this one gives me three new games a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and I understand their pricing model, but it's not, they can do better. They have done better. If I had to choose yep. between this and Virtual Console, Virtual Console all the way. Oh, I don't know, man. Absolutely. Now, maybe what this is in five years, but what they've shown me so far is Okay. See, uh, but now know. they do choose I, some good games. I love, I love how snappy it looks. I love that it's an app that, it, that all the games are in one place. And I believe that they're going to add stuff at a more substantial rate than than we're seeing currently for the rest of this year. Why do you believe that? Uh, just because I, I think that this is this is the gateway point to get people in. And once Smash Brothers comes out, and there's like uh, another huge boon of online play going yeah. on on the Switch because right now it's Splatoon and it's. Uh, Mario Kart, but yeah. you know, those had been free for so long that paying for it kind of feels backwards. Yeah. Whereas with Smash, it'll be like from day one, that's the the service. Um, I think as that grows and as the user base grows, Nintendo's going to want to keep um, giving people reasons to want to stay subscribed. That makes you sense. Know? And yeah. I, I think that right now, we're at the, the early points where it seemed kind of dire, but I think that sooner than later, it's going to be more similar to Netflix than it in its current incarnation if that's where it's headed i'm much more in favor of it and again for all the griping uh let's look at the good games that are there river city ransom super mario 3 super mario brothers the legend of zelda there's a lot of really ice hockey i'm not joking ice hockey is a great game uh-huh. uh there, there's a lot of really good stuff in this pack there's also some crap uh mm-hmm. soccer's there no one's yoshi's there who cares i've never played yoshi don't yeah yeah okay. it's it's one of the two yoshi themed puzzle games on nes neither one of them is worth so, your did time. yoshi come out after super mario world on the super nintendo uh yes i'm almost positive it did it's one of the one of the really late uh, uh nes games yoshi mm-hmm. and yoshi's cookie are both very late games hmm. um, interesting yeah it's one of the either yoshi or yoshi's cookie might be the last u.s release uh it's it's right up there in that mm-hmm. area it's really close to that period of time because they released an nes games into the well into the like yeah. early 90s like um, i i didn't know because i mean i uh didn't have the nes until later uh after my super nintendo even but i didn't realize that kirby's adventure didn't come out until Towards the end, it's a very of the late NES game. Yeah, life cycle. Like, this, I thought it was pretty early. Probably why I wasn't that familiar with it. Yeah, it's one of the, the most beautiful. That's why it's so beautiful. They've learned to master the yeah. thing, like because yeah. that is a gorgeous NES game yeah. um, and super smooth. But there, there may have been a school of thought. People argued this that like maybe older kids were going to pass their NES down to their younger siblings, mm. and they might have gone more kiddie game with things like Kirby and like, hey, what's going to appeal to younger players? Mm-hmm. And that might be why it came out so late. But nobody's really sure about that that I've ever heard. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my take on the service. The online multiplayer is a lot of fun. I haven't played local multi with anybody. Uh, um, yet, so I don't know what that's like. I assume it's great. Uh, I've been playing handheld mode and on my TV. I've had a lot of fun with both. I've not had any trouble with the Joy Cons on anything except Ghosts and Goblins, where I just I just gonna have to play that with the Pro Controller. It's that game is so janky anyway. Oh, it, yeah. The NES version of Ghosts and Goblins I love, but it is not good. That is not a good video game. Yeah. Um, Got to play that. It's unkind. Game. Yeah, and it's, it's, it feels like it always feels like it's just like about to explode your television like there's there's something wrong with that game i think if you play it long enough it comes to life and like gains sentience and tries to start world war three um and so that's my do you like it do you like ghost and goblins if you're lucky um yeah i uh the super was the um yeah i think it was was it ghouls and ghosts when the one was on super nintendo yeah that's good schools and ghosts yeah that was uh the only controller that made me break uh controller or the only game that made me break equipment really yeah mm-hmm. i mean it makes I, sense i yanked that i was so pissed and i yanked the controller so hard that it like 
you yeah. know, pulled the, uh, just busted it as it came out of the Super Nintendo. Once, Game made me mad. Once Super Dodgeball is available to play online, my entire attitude will completely shift to pro this. I think the uh, a reason that I'm so high on it is the, that they are trying to make these games better by adding online features yes. and adding, uh, like, they're making them the definitive versions of the, the games in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think you're taking a healthy perspective, Tim. I'm grumpy about this because I bought a Wii in 2006, mm-hmm. and I have wanted online multiplayer for NES games for 12 years. Yeah. And now I'm finally getting it in a form that only gives it to me with a few games that I can't just grab the ones I already bought or just buy them again and have it finally. I, I want totally, my service. I, I love, I mean, I totally understand that. And of course, I want every Nintendo game I've ever bought <laughs> to be able yeah, to be played yeah. on the Switch. Like that makes sense. But I just feel like there is no actual way to go back and be like, well, what games did they buy on on yeah. the Wii versus the Wii U versus? I think this is good if everyone gets the same things. If you subscribe, you get the games. Yeah. Like we're building towards a future. You see it with Spotify. You see it with Netflix. You see it with Xbox Game Pass. You see it now today with PS mm-hmm. Now adding downloads uh, for PS4 and PS2 classics. Like we're going towards a future that in every form of media where. Uh, and this is also in comic books. It's also in, in digital mm-hmm. books where people want to be able to do to play anything, listen to anything at my, any given moment. My problem is it's never anything. Now, I, I want to st- I think there's a lot of virtue to a streaming future. But I've also discovered a situation where I will go out and look for a particularly an older movie or an older television show, something I want to look at for historical value or something that's not really in, in the mainstream uh, of entertainment anymore. Mm-hmm. And I won't find it on Prime and I won't find it on Netflix and I won't find it on Hulu. I can usually find it on Amazon for sale yeah, or for rent, but then I'm paying a fee to have it. If this follows that model, if I can run out and, and grab, you know, if I can play my NES games, they know are going to be profitable streaming. That's fine. And I can spend three bucks and buy Clash at Demon Head, which isn't available for streaming, but I still want to play it, I'm fine. But if they start leaving behind the little things that quote unquote nobody cares about, then we have fewer choices, not more. Yeah. And I don't like that future. I want the ability to not have them decide what I want. And that's what every streaming service does. It is not about you seeking out what you want. It is about them telling you in huge, bold Netflix letters at the top of your screen with an obnoxious trailer that starts whether you want it to or not, you want to watch this. You want to watch our thing we made and give us your money for it and not what you think you're after. And I don't like people telling me what I find entertaining that I don't that, that I don't have a personal relationship with. I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me. I don't want some jerk in Palo Alto running Netflix to tell me. American Vandal. Really good show. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I I just see it differently where I'm like, I you're making a very good point. I just think that we're at a place now where it's easier to find anything you're looking for than it ever has been. I remember ten years ago, if I wanted to watch Batman the Animated Series, I couldn't do that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that that show was on TV, and if you didn't watch it, like maybe it was on DVD at some point. We had to wait for that to happen. I had them all on VHS, but we weren't friends then, so it and, didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. Then, but then it's like, yeah, it's stuck on VHS physically, and it's like, do you have a, v, a VCR? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I feel like now it's at a point where it's like, Batman not only is it on Blu-ray, it's also on streaming services. And guess what? Like, if even if it wasn't, there's always YouTube. There's always somewhere to find the the things to be able to play. And it's like, for you, what you're talking about, it's like, yeah, should there always be a legal way to to get things that you want? Yes, there mm-hmm. should. But we all know that there's other ways to to be able to play games and, and consume any of these. But I don't media. want to live in that world. That's a, why not. Why not have it all? Because for a little while at the beginning because of, of licensing, at stuff. the beginning of Xbox 360, at the beginning of of Wii Virtual Console, it looked like we were going to get that for a little while, um, and that it didn't happen because money is terrible. Uh, also, though. For all my griping, you're also making a spectacular point. We have so many options. And again, I bought the service because I want the service. I'm taking, I'm going on vacation. I'm taking my Switch up there. I'm going to play a whole lot of ice hockey up in the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're so Jared, and I love I'll, it. It's a really I love good game. Ice, I'm going to give it a shot. I've never played it. I'm going to give it a shot this weekend. He's got little skinny guys and little fat guys, and it's just, yeah. it's a fun little hockey game. It's really good. I guess I'm just really shocked at, at a lot of the feedback of, the pricing of this online service. The online stuff I really could care less about. To me, I see this as a $20 subscription service 
uh, for the year. And honestly, it's less than $20 because we're going to get a family account for the office, and mm-hmm. it's $35 for eight people split across eight people. Like, that's nothing. Like, well, I, I think about uh, families with kids. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the main one for me. You've got, like, hey, I've been playing on this game. You know, I've been playing Mario Kart. I've been playing Splatoon. I've been, you know, and then suddenly I'm not anymore. And 20 bucks, we talk about 20 bucks like it's nothing. I, you know, I used to live in, in Indiana. I used to live in North Carolina where people are making real American national minimum wage. And 20 bucks is sometimes the difference between keeping the lights on at the end of the week or not? It's a year. It's $20 a year. Like, and I understand that, but you don't need it. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the thing is like $20 at this point gets you 20 NES games. Yeah. Some of the best games of all time and some of the not so best games of all time. <laughs> but then there's only going to be more. At this point, it yeah. is a dollar a game. Next month, it's going to be less than a dollar a game. Yeah. And these are the same games that I have bought on the Wii, on the Wii U, on the Game Boy Advance when they released them physically for $20 a Oh, I've probably spent $1,000 on Virtual Console in my life. I think that like I am shocked that Nintendo is giving us Mario Brothers 1, Mario Brothers 3, Zelda, for twenty dollars mm-hmm. a year, it's a it's it's a good start. It is, and I, I do but, bet that they're going to no, add. It's an okay start if it goes in the direction we hope it will. You, a year from now, you may find me much more on this thing. But I I want to see it first. I want yeah. it in my hands. I, cautiously optimistic. Brandon, we've been, what about you? I mean, where do you fall fall in this whole thing? Um, I. It's funny that you brought up, you're like, I, I have very specific wants. I have a movie in mind and I want to go see it. I'm the total opposite with streaming services where I'm just like, all right, Prime, you know, I'm, I'm, what are you uh, for me? I'm cutting our podcast right now. Entertain me with something in the background. And it's yeah. just like, okay, some weird movie. Sure. I'll put that on. Um, yeah, when like Spider Man three popped up on Netflix, I was like, "Let's do this. Let's do this." See, so so I, I kind of like that, like the 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 Overlord coming in and being like, "These are your entertainment options." It's like I'm fine. I can well, I can, I can cool. make do with those. So you just I, have a different perspective on it completely. And now. I think that I think just at the point in my life, like I'm, which is really interesting to see uh, once I get into this over, especially in the months ahead, how much value I get out of the game selection because like not that. Not as focused on TV and film as I was in my youth, in my, mm. in my 20s, I think. I'm like pretty much mostly games now. Yeah. As far as like something that's like, that's coming out at this point, I'm going to absorb that then. But like, I didn't see Solo until like three days ago because I was like, ah, fine. Wow. You know? Yeah. yeah I, I'm totally fine putting stuff off unless it's a game I'm really excited about. Then like, gotta, gotta play that immediately. Sidebar, how do you cut, how do you cut video and watch a movie at the same time? My, my eyes would melt if I tried that. It's nice just putting something on in the background, just something dumb. Like it, you know, if it's, uh, it, if I know something somebody's going to export or if like it's a podcast I can play again I play Dragon Quest 11 while I'm listening to the podcast so I'm just like setting markers for the timestamps and oh here comes podcast halftime I got to cut that part yeah um but uh, sometimes it's fun if I'm editing a long project. It's nice to put on something visually exciting, but not wow. like something I would actually want to watch. Just some dumb movie. You're you're like the bionic like Matthew woman. Broderick you're and awesome. Inspector Gadget. Put that on the background. Sure, let's do <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, dude. Man, I saw that in theaters, and I was jazzed. <laughs> um, moving on from Nintendo Switch Online, Capcom Brawler Collection. This is a Jared yeah. Kelly game. Oh, you yeah. playing this too? We streamed it. That was our great oh, stream game okay. uh, this week. Yeah. All right. Why don't you jump in on this then? Oh, this is great. It's so great to play these types of games to just devour them super fast. And it's, I love how different all of them are. They're in the same genre, but they're just like the styles wildly different. Some are like Mm -hmm. very sci-fi, some are very anime, some are very like, you know, fantasy based. And I just, a sense of power playing something that you know is in the arcades. And every single time that continue comes up, you're like free, free, like every time. Uh, And I love that it got announced. It was released like right away. Yeah, that's Um, really, I, I, I didn't know it was out. We played yeah. it on PS4, but I think this is just a dynamite pickup on the Switch. Yeah. If you're into that genre, because there's got to be a game in there you've never heard of. Like, are you playing on Switch? I'm playing on Switch right now. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, these are games that that I have a lot of affinity for, several of them anyway. And uh, I like the fact that you can just be like, hey, look out to the internet. Do I want to play a specific game? Or I can just look and see if anybody's playing any brawler right now. And if they are, I can just hop right in. Like, that's cool. And that's, that's a very neat feature. I love, of all of these, Captain Commando sold me immediately. I love Captain Commando. I beat it as a kid. It used to be in a, in a uh, like a university lobby in my hometown. And some friends of mine and I was a three-player brawler. And we just pumped quarters in one night and blazed our way through. This is a game where one of your heroes is a baby driving a mech suit. Another one is like a mummy ninja. I mean, it, it's, Mummy uh, ninja sounds cool. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, Captain Commando is a really iconic awesome brawler with weird wild art and it's just like it's it's just like final fight but better 
<laughs> because it's weird. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really all there is to it. But I think I'll play all of these games online every few months. You know, I'll just like I'll, I'll pop on, I'll find some friends, or I'll have friends over, play through it all for an hour, and not touch that game for months and months. Yep. And then maybe a year from now, I'll be like, ah, oh, I think I'd like to play Captain Commando again. And pop. And for that that price for that pack, I think that's a really good deal. Now I have had. Some trouble with online. I, I, I've i had some lag issues uh, on Wi-Fi with my Switch. I don't know if that was just an isolated incident with mm. somebody on the other end. How was your online experience? We played on PS4. Okay. We didn't do it online. We just okay. did that couch co-op. Yeah. Uh, and everything worked fine. But yeah, I, th- that has been an issue with brawlers in other collections in the past. Okay. Mm. I can't um, speak. Again, I don't want to smear the game at all because that's a very anecdotal local experience. I don't think I have a broad enough body of work to see if that's a common thing. So mm. I wondered if you had played online at all. Had not. Okay. Yeah, one game you can punch off people's torsos. Like, you know, just yeah. it's, it's these types of games that uh, have those fun surprises. Yeah. And it's just like you can strategize and you can like, okay, I'm going to see if I can beat this boss without dying. Or you can just completely turn your brain off and just continue, and just continue, continue, continue. Yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, either way. And Knights of the Round is there. It's great, great things for a party if you're having friends over. Just, yeah. just pop in and do one of these. Yeah, there's a, a ton of games in this. Yeah, there's seven of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, Knights of the Round is fun. Oh, jeez, what's the one Are they different enough called? from each other or are they all kind of just the same thing? They're different. No, they're very different. Yeah, yeah. they're different. Yeah, they feel different. They look different. I mean, they're still about walking, punching, and doing a special move that costs you a little life. Yeah. But they all have a different vibe. One of them, I forget the name of it, almost feels like if somebody, if Magic Sword and Golden Axe had a baby. Yeah. Oh, what's that one called? That was the first uh, dragon something. But I yeah, can't I, I've played this one before. And King it, of Dragons. I King think. of Dragons. I, yeah, yeah, in arcades. And it's yeah, a classic. I'm, like, I'm a cleric. Feels Always good. a cleric. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. What about you? Well, the cleric was range. I didn't play that. I just watched okay. uh, three of the guys play it. But um, yeah, the cleric's great because he like doesn't start out that powerful, but then like his spells get more distance. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And yeah. distance is a good thing to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by the way, just a sidebar here too, um, as much fun as this is, and I do recommend this if you have friends to play it with, because you're not going to have a lot of fun about with this single player, but if you've got buddies, or maybe you you would, I don't maybe disagree. I don't not know. for very long. I did no. Co-op is the way to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. co-op is the way to play. But uh, D&D Shadow of Mysteria is available on some services right now. I, I have mine on Steam, but it's other platforms too. That is the ultimate Co-op brawler. It, it is uh, that or Scott Pilgrim. I'm not mm-hmm. sure which. It's class-based with multiple branching paths and and all kinds of weird hidden secrets. And it was an arcade game, but they just uh-huh. like let's make a D&D arcade game that hmm. kind of feels like super weird, way too granular D&D, and it's beautiful and it's so good. Try that too. Cool. Uh, well, yeah. if, oh, Dragon's Crown. It's kind of the game I think inspired Dragon's Crown. Okay, Brandon. Yes. You were playing a game called Castle Storm. Yeah. I'm unfamiliar with this. Well, this is, I mean, you described, Joe, when you said this is a game that I can potentially play with friends and then forget about, and then eight months later be cycling through my Switch. Oh, there it is. And that's like Castle Storm for me. This, I played on the 360. I'm a big fan of tower defense, and uh, it's, it's, a game that borrows a lot of different styles from other games, but kind of like crams them all together. So you have, so you are on one side of the screen, you have a giant castle, uh, you can send troops out, and the point is either uh, different missions have different, um, uh, very like jokey, like writing, jokey art style, kind of over the top, like fantasy humor. Um, but the point is either to destroy the castle on the other side or to grab their flag and take it back to your base. And you have uh, projectiles, spells, or your troops. And they're totally different buttons. So when you go to hit a button, it'll swap to that menu. And then you uh, select the things on the menu with the shoulder buttons. So if I'm like, oh, I need to send some warriors out, I can just be like, why, 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 send some warriors out. And then they'll just start walking along the path towards the castle. And then if I want to, I want to uh, go back to the projectiles, then I can like shoot some javelins over their heads to take out some guys. Oh, cool. But there's friendly fire, so I gotta watch mm-hmm. not to hit them. And if you up the difficulty, it takes away the actual to be able to see the arc of stuff that you're shooting. And then there's spells where you can like uh, buff a, a troop, or uh, the first spell that you learn is like the hero of the game, uh, the knight guy. Like you can physically like zoom into the the bridge and like pop onto there and manually go around and fight dudes. And uh, I just I just love tower defense. So it was just like right up my alley when I played on 360. And I saw it was on Switch, a couple bucks. So I was like, sure, I'll, yeah. I'll give me another reason to play through that game. Cool. Do, but, do you uh, ever play Archon? No. Okay, I think it, this sounds a lot like like if Archon were a tower defense game. Okay. It seems like a lot of fun. Okay, I was just wondering. That was an, 
useless combat if you haven't played Archon. So let's move but on. Mission, yeah, but there's, uh, missions are totally linear. Uh, each mission takes like three minutes to finish, and so it's just a great game. So I love having it on Switch. It's just yeah. a great game that like you don't need to remember where you were at. You can go back and replay levels. Uh, you get money from beating every level, and so you can uh, then like level up any of the, the troops that you want, any of the projectiles or spells and stuff. Have you guys played Kingdom Rush? Oh yeah, the mobile game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is it anything like that? Uh, no, because this is uh, this is specifically like a fighting game. Like it's like castle here, castle here, and everyone's going sideways mm, back and okay, forth. Okay. Cool. Whereas yeah, Kingdom Rush is more. I love Kingdom Rush. Kingdom Rush I got is really great. So addicted to it. I'm Origins is great too. They made a, at least two sequels, I think. Huh, I don't think I got um, into those. Yeah, Gr- okay. uh, really fun. Again, fun fantasy parody. Yeah, they, they make fun of Lord of the Rings. And yeah, 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 all sorts of huh. other stuff. Um, the only game I've I've been playing a lot of, uh, especially on my flights to London, was again the Messenger. Have you been playing the Messenger? I have not touched the Messenger, but yeah, you got it, man. If you're a fan of 2D platformers, Messenger and Dead all, Cells are two games that are just like whenever them, you're ready. Oh yeah. man, and yeah. Dead Cells is so good, <laughs> so so frustrating. Um, but uh, Messenger, man, yeah, what a damn game. The more I play it, the more I'm just in love with it, and like the higher it's going up my game of the year list. Like yeah. it, it really. We talked about it on the a couple shows ago, but like it reminds me so much of Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this game is uh, yeah. not just Ninja Gaiden. It, this game is its own thing, and it's yeah. it just keeps surprising me. Like I finally got to the big twist part, and I love that there's story reasons for why things are happening. And it reminds me of Celeste in that way, where it's like we're finally at a point where 2D platformers can be more than just go to the right and jump over things. And and, and it does people. such a good job of fooling you into thinking that's what it is when totally. you start. But this it game turns it so up, simple. This game turns it up to 11. It really mm-hmm. does. It, it, it's extraordinary storytelling. I, I, uh, I, what a year. What, what a, a damn year. year. Yeah. Just, it's goodness. so cool. And yeah, I love the messenger to me. Feel It's not like crazy difficult, mm-hmm. but some of the boss fights give me just enough trouble. Like I died just the right amount of times where it's not horribly frustrating. It's like when I overcome it, I'm like, I, I, I learned the pattern. I did this right. And it's just, I love that somehow video games have matured uh, over the last d- couple decades where back in the day, you're facing a boss and it's just learn the pattern or else you're going to fucking die. But now I just feel like when they, they're aware of how people play games. Yeah. So it's like, it's not just figuring out a pattern. It's like figuring out a pattern and them kind of being three steps ahead of you yep. of how you're thinking about tackling that that issue. And I just feel like it's just more fun than it used to be. Did you ever play Mega Man 9? Uh, I did not. I think the messenger steals a piece of design philosophy from that that you're describing right now. If you, Mega Man 9 is really based on Mega Man 2. You know, it was made like decades later, but it looks a lot like it, but it's also in design inspired by it. You remember the parts in Mega Man 2 where you'd hop from the little disappearing blocks? You'd ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. Mm-hmm. Mega Man 9 has those two, but as somebody pointed out to me once, uh, I don't remember who, it might have been Jeremy. You, when you're jumping on those blocks in Mega Man 9 from place to place, the designers know that you know how Mega Man blocks work. You've learned over the years. And so they work just the same way in terms of the mechanic, but when you hop on them, they subvert the expectation and appear at precisely the spot you think they wouldn't, and the designer has messed with you. And it's very clear the designer has messed with you. And they're like, you know how games work. You know how to get ahead of the, nope. And the messenger is like that over and over it and really over is. again. And, and not just in gameplay. I mean, I feel like it nails it in gameplay. Like I say from a gameplay perspective, this game is a 10 out of 10. Like mm-hmm. it is just pure and amazing. But when you add on just the aesthetic and you add the 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 dialogue and just the mm-hmm. lore of what's going on. And the humor. And the humor, the story, all this it's stuff. really funny. I, they, this game is obviously made by people that love video games and yeah. that know video games. And it's not just a retro throwback. It's like this mm-hmm. is a modern game that is really just given a lot of shout outs to some of the best games of all time. And it's just it's, it's a special, special game. It's almost an act of art critique itself. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah, it, totally. It, it's, it really is. And I finally, it took me forever to figure out what the, the jumping mechanic reminded me of. And then I was working on a blurb for IGN the other day. It reminds me of Klonoa. It, I, I couldn't place oh, okay. it. But the bit about grabbing something and using that to boost the jump is mm-hmm. a lot like using the lamp system. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like Klonoa. It took yeah. me forever to figure out what it reminded me of. Weeks, but I finally nailed it. Actually, that was just last night. I was like, oh, wait, yeah. that's what this is. It's Klonoa. But Video games are cool, man. Yeah. Video games are cool. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by... 
DC Universe. The ultimate DC membership created just for DC fans. You know it's the only place that you can watch original DC series like the all-new live-action Titans, which is premiering in fall 2018, uh, Young Justice, Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, Harley Quinn. They're all coming in 2019. That's a lot of shows to watch. Uh, new episodes available weekly, so there's always something to look forward to. But it's not just TV shows. It's also comics. Uh, thoughtfully curated, regularly refreshed library of digital comics, 2,500 modern and classic titles that you can read right on your TV. How cool is that? Those are the biggest comic books ever. I like that. Um, it's available on all your favorite devices, iOS, Android, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google Chromecast. Uh, join for just $7.99 a month, or better yet, you can grab an annual membership for just $74.99 and save 20%. Feel what it's like to have an entire universe that revolves around you. Join today at DCUniverse.com. That's DCUniverse.com. Just $7.99 a month or $74.99 for that 20% off deal. Let's get it, baby. Nick, it's time for the topic of the show. Red Dead Redemption 2. You guys got to play it. We did. Uh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. second preview event for this game? Mm -hmm. uh, not, I don't know. Not yeah, I, I think there was at least one other one. Yeah, there was one other one. I think that we did not go to. I didn't. You didn't need you to bring the. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you shock Mike it up? I mean, Nick, you could bring that. But the true champ today is Red Dead Redemption 2. Red I'm Dead sorry. You have been two. supplanted. You have been defeated by, been supplanted? by a greater force. <laughs> I will live again. Huh? And don't ever use the word supplanted to describe me. Are you, are you okay. supplanted, supplanted? I'm a simple supplanted. kind of man. I am planted. That right. is what I am. Um, so I was in London, but while I was in London, you guys got to go play Red Dead Redemption 2, including Nick Scarpino. We yep. did. In, yeah. in a weird twist of fate. They let me go see that game, yeah. which I was very honored by. <laughs> yeah. I was very honored by it's, that. It's exciting times. What, was the event in San Francisco? Uh, it was. Yep. Yeah, it was and in San Francisco. Did you come up here for Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Have you, did you go back and forth? It's we my second SF trip in oh like five days. This is great. <laughs> we passed in the hall. Is oh, it was because yeah. it was like a one-on-one -on -one setup, oh, and so okay. we Red we Dead Bros. Passing the yeah, fist bump in the lobby, ships passing in the night. We did have the fist bump. It was at the Cliff. It was at the Spanish uh, Suite in the Cliff Hotel, which they've done a lot of game demos for. Yeah, and I had been there. I don't think I'd been there for like it must have been seven years since the last time I went to a big like media press. So I'm I'm assuming I'm going to run into a bunch of people, and it's you can hear a pin drop quiet. And I text the I, I text the person who set it up, and I was like, Hey, I think I'm in the right place because <laughs> the there's crash service yeah. and stuff, but like. I don't want to be like, if I'm in the wrong place, let yeah. me know because I'll come. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'll be right out. Opens the door. It's me. It's him and another dev. That's it. And I, and I was like, let me stop you. I am not worth your time. This is not <laughs> if there's someone really? better. No, I was like, no. I'm, very, I'm like, are you, am I the only one? I'm like, am I the only one here? And they're like, yeah, it's just for you. And I'm like, and in the, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Like, what did I do? But like, that, these, these so poor souls funny. are just. But it's such a great marketing decision on their part because this is a game that is not going to be the same if you're in a big crowded room full of people. This is not a game that you want to share with others while you're playing. It's a game you want to share with others after you play. Like most of Rockstar's best games, this is a game about water cooler talk. This is a game about telling your story and listening to other people's stories. But that's not what happens while you're there in the stream. That's what happens when you finish and you discover that you were both walking around the same world at the same power level and therefore should have had very similar experiences experiences, but you never do. You have your experience, and that's why setting it up that way I think was such a great decision. And good Lord, did it work. Am I ever sold on a video game? I have <laughs> never enjoyed a demo more than this one. Wow. Never. Wow. Brandon, what's your top level takeaway? Uh, yeah, no, I'm super excited. It was, yeah, a little stressful when they demoed the game and then handed me off the controller and they're just like, okay, now go. And I'm like, not with you looking at me, I'm going to be <laughs> terrible at this. And and it was fascinating with a, an open world game like this where, you know, they wanted to steer the demo eventually back to the camp and then you get a mission that wrapped up our, our time with it. But for a good half an hour, they were just like, go around and do whatever. And it was fun. I'm like, I want to hunt. I want to go get a deer. I want to check out this bow and arrow. And I love that it, it's not the type of game where they're like, oh, you go here there's deer there they're like there might be we don't know <laughs> we can kind of steer you but we don't know how this world's going to react to what you're doing and so they were kind of surprised it was fun to see them demo stuff and then oh wait whoops like you know this i didn't know that character was going to do something or this person reacted or you yeah, just they, can't count they both we were playing and i came across a rotting deer carcass that it was like an animal kill out in the distance and i walk up to it and near the carcass there's nothing to salvage from it but there's like something else in the grass out in this open area so i walk over and it's a dead possum 
laying over by the deer. So There's I reached, stories being told here. I reached, each other. I reached down to pick it up, and the possum jumps up, hisses at me, playing and runs possum. off of the wood because he was playing possum. And both like the the, the people from Rockstar with me just start laughing. Like we have never seen that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was riding my horse when they first handed the controllers to me, and I looked over and we saw a snake. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll go. And they're like, be careful. And I didn't know why, but as I got over there, my horse started freaking out because the horse saw the snake and was like, and started and started running the other way. And that's I had to like pat it and calm it down. It was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. So, I so mean, Nick, what was your takeaway from? I it? mean, that was you know. So obviously, they, they played through the first one of the missions, and they played. They you know, we watched them play like the first thirty minutes, and then they handed the controllers over. I was I was like, re- I really enjoyed watching them play. Not expecting that they were actually going to give me the controller, uh, largely because the game is just stunning. It's beautiful looking, and it was running in 4K what I saw on a PS4 Pro, um, and that was it. Just it, it, you know, you start. The, I, the, I assume you guys saw the same thing I saw. You start in the in the snow mm-hmm. after you had sort of been on the run for a while. You're getting about on the run because uh, they had a bad encounter in the last town they were in. They were hiding out, and then as you go down the hill, one of the things that it was it's interesting was that I didn't really recognize that you were going down an elevation because it was so yeah. seamlessly done from snow coming down to little patches of snow and then little mm-hmm. puddles of water that were left over from like, you know, uh, from a rainfall the night prior and then all of a sudden you're just in the dry land and you're waiting for this train and it's just it's it seems like this is going to be a, a world that you just live in for a very long time. You know? And I think that's kind of the goal. I think the goal is not necessarily to tell us a story it's more of telling us a story but also letting you live in this character's skin for like just li- like you just live this person's life and it's it's uh i think they effectively have achieved that hmm. yeah they created a place to inhabit uh they created a place to experiment and play but that has a gravity and realism that other digital playgrounds you've encountered in open worlds don't really have and so you feel grounded. And they've done these very subtle things to take the layers that normally exist between you and the abstraction of a video game out and counters. Almost everything you do is controlled just by left trigger, whether you're engaging with a human being, your horse, a flower, something you notice. It's, it's all dictated by that. And then a face button contextual menu that changes based on what's happening at that moment, your relationship with that person, mm-hmm. et cetera, pops up and nothing freezes, nothing, the world's just going going on and you just seamlessly in it and mm. you engage and you never know what's going to happen. You don't get this feeling that you're going to easily get used to this or that you're going to find those seams and exploit cracks that you feel in other big open world games. It's just, it is different than anything I've ever seen before in a video game huh. in a very good way. But is it fun? Yes. Hmm. Yes, it is. Kind of not fun to play a preview like this because you're rushed. Because you're like, oh, I want to absorb as much as I can. Like, I'm reading previews today and people are like, well, then I ac- naturally ask this question. And I'm like, ah, good question. Yeah. I didn't think to specifically point that out. But that's what's fun is like I normally, you know, if I play through a part of a game, it's like I'm not necessarily going to rush out and read other people's articles because they played the same thing that I played. But like I am dying to take, you know, absorb as many takes as I can. Mm. So it's like I want to hear your stories. I want to hear the stuff like that, you know, the possum story. I love that. Uh, we, yeah, they, uh, they pulled a gun on a guy and he pulled a gun on us. And was like, you're not robbing me today. And then we like apologized, like, no, no, I'm sorry, and put our gun away. And the guy wandered off. And the entire time he was walking away from us, he kept looking over his shoulder at us, had still had his gun out, was still like on, you know, huh. on edge. And so you just said it was like nothing you've, you've ever played before. Yeah. Red Dead 1, Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh-huh. Does this game feel like a, a melding of the two, or does it feel like an entirely new thing? Uh, it has elements of both that you recognize. In many ways, it is the sequel to Grand Theft Auto V. Um, but Grand Theft Auto V is a world of of uh, parody, and uh, or and and a world of uh, that is there largely to throw a kind of a black mirror against ours. Um, this is a game that more celebrates an idea. Uh, it shows the darkness of that idea, but it also shows the beauty of it, just like real life. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I think it accomplishes more than GTA V did from an artistic perspective, even though GTA V is an amazing technical feat that I love. In terms of Red Dead 1, you see the, all the elements are there. Dead eye, conversations, lovable characters, quirky humor. The dialogue, by the way, in this one, I think is much better than the dialogue in Red Dead 1. I love the writing and the voice acting. They're great. Just encounter voice acting and encounter writing is tremendous. But this feels like, yes, I see all the pieces that it's building on, but this is the great leap forward. Hmm. This is another level. I, 
The nearest I can put it is an analogy I, I very rarely use. When I was a kid in 1985, six or so, I was at my birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And I right. saw Super Mario Brothers for the first time in an arcade machine, uh, even before I'd seen it on an NES. And I walked over and put my quarter in and played it. And at that point, think about the video games I'd played on the Atari 2600 or in arcades before that single screen, you know. And the world just went on and on and on and on. And there were places in the sky and there were oceans and there were underground areas and it just kept going. It was a world, a whole wide world. So, And it was like that game came down from outer space. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt when I walked out of this demo. Interesting, because I look, don't get me wrong, I was impressed with the visuals of it. And I was impressed with how seamless everything transitioned from like, you know, outside to inside, how, how vast like the draw distance was, all that jazz. But it didn't like you were very taken by this. Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, cool. There's lots to do in this game. Mm -hmm. that, that was my takeaway. Okay. Um, but to me, as a, as a person who did not play Red Dead and who doesn't traditionally gravitate toward these giant open world games, I did. I don't think I was immediately struck with the vastness or why this was so important to you. Mm -hmm. So that's my question to you is like, what did you see that, that makes you think this is in, in, and not to say revolutionary, but like, but a different step forward. Cause to me, this looks like, yeah, it's, it's GTA. If GTA, the map was bigger and the loading screens were seamless and your car moves a lot slower. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, Brandon had his hand down. What do you got, Brandon? Uh, well, did you like Last of Us? Poops. I did not play Last of Us. Uh, did you like Last of Us? Yes. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of viewers enjoyed Last of Us. One of my favorite moments, maybe my favorite moment from The Last of Us was I came up to a fence and uh, there was a chain on it and I learned by that point, oh, I just got to shoot this chain off. And so Joel raises up his revolver and he says, Ellie, get out of the way. And I was like, and I stopped for like 60 seconds. I was like, that's amazing. I didn't push a button. I didn't tell him to say that. He just naturally realized, hey, I'm going to fire this gun next to you. Get out of the way because I don't want you to get any shrapnel or something like that. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm really excited to see more of that in games, more of these tiny interactions where I'm not like, oh, the big emotional moment for me was that giant monologue at the end of Act 2. It's like, no, it's, these, it's a collection of just these little tiny bits. And so Red Dead for me is what if everyone is that? Every single person in the entire mm. map, whether you know that person or you don't, whether it's an enemy or a friend or a stranger or a gang member, you know, it's like everyone has those possibilities of ways that they can interact. And uh, I think I'm just at that point with where we are in games where, like you, like you were saying, like when you look at a big map and I see people walking around, like if it's just a bunch of mannequins that are kind of animated to look like people, you know, like I still, when I play sports games, look in the crowd and I'm like, we're almost there. But <laughs> it's just, it's exciting to see, to, to you know, like I, I was staring at a guy, threw a guy out of a bar, you know, and they started yelling at him and it wasn't like, oh, I'm doing the argument animation. Like they were just, it just felt like a much more fluid moment that I was observing that happened in this world and not like, ah, yes, you walked into town at this time therefore this is going to happen yeah as concisely as i can the people don't feel like set dressing the animals don't feel like resources to harvest the the towns don't feel like hubs for missions mm. and it's not just about the fidelity of the of the visuals it's not just about the sharpness of that although it does help a lot that it's beautiful it's beautiful it's about things like the ability to change a camera angle dynamically while i'm traveling without it screwing up my control and that camera angle change not being about, oh, now I'm looking from a little distance, but suddenly it's a cinematic movie shot and the dialogue and the music don't change and I'm just talking and it's like I'm watching a movie cutscene, but I'm controlling it, but not in a crappy QTE way. And then cutting again and now I'm close up and the light's different in a valley and it's completely different, close up there and then onto a third and then back to the traditional control and none of it feels any difference. That's one. Another, the fact that the can, the ways I would interact with this world aren't a matter of a particularly menu-driven exclamation point over the head approach. Even like finding encounters is based on, oh, here's a fog on the map. Might be something in there worth checking out. And it's not you see a fog, it's a fog on your, on your top-down map and you go in, it's like, there might be some interesting stuff around here, but we're mm. not gonna tell you quite what it is. He's, I'm walking past a guy on the street and I just start talking to him and because of the time of day, where he's been and the fact that he knows a little about, about me, his greeting goes one way, then I respond one way, then he goes down another tree, then I go down another, but we're not stopping playing. It's not like, hello, citizen, at all. We're just mm -hmm. walking along in the early morning dawn and it's drowsy and it's wet and everything I could see in the game from that left trigger interface 
to the interaction system with human beings, to going and buying guns in the store and discovering it was a shooter's Bible catalog that I could just read pages of extemporaneous text on <laughs> if I wanted to, uh, to the fact that if I get a haircut, I can only get it cut down because my beard doesn't grow out. I have to wait time for that. I can't just get a big beard. I have to wait uh, for it to grow. How was your beard in the game? Uh, I made you. Oh, it was me? Yeah, I tried yeah. to make me, then it turned around. I was like, it looks like Tim. <laughs> so long, yeah, long Jaron ran over. All the, the Every step of the game seems to be calculated to take those layers of video game out mm -hmm. from between me and the world and make everybody feel like they're real. I wonder how I will react to this. And traditionally, like, you know, I'm the least gamer in, the, in this. I played it. I'm like, this is really fun. All the mechanics are great. I want to play around in this world. My big question is always the same question when I start these games that seem to take away less direction from you. How long until I get lost and go, I think I'm just, I'm losing the story in this. I have nothing to hold on to. Because mm -hmm. all the things that you guys are describing as like uh, as as benefits and merits of this game, while I can absolutely see that they are, are also the things in these games that tend to get me to lose, uh, like to, like you know, I lose a little attention span when it comes to this stuff. Like I don't necessarily love hunting, so making the hunting mechanic a little bit more organic, I'm like, no, tell me where the bears are, so I can go <laughs> fucking hunt the bears. Like I don't want to have to happenstance and happen by this stuff. Yeah. Um. So, I, but I, I mean, again, saying that that those are these are minor criticisms based on person that this is not. I looked at this game and I'm like, I, I want to play this game. I do because it's based on how it looks, how it plays, the story elements that I saw. Um, but I could definitely see hours and hours of wandering and exploring that after a certain point, I'm just it might tucker me out a little bit. I wonder about that. I, they they made the point that that the storytelling is not strictly linear, and so that that line between main quest and side quest is kind of blur. Mm -hmm. Some you know there's things that just advance the story, and I wonder if that wandering will feel as listless in a world that's designed with that design principle in mind. If maybe. maybe you won't be able to help but stumble on to what you need to stumble. I onto. think that's the goal, right? And that's the thing is again, I'm 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 basing this off of being able to wander on this the you know toward a town for approximately five minutes. I didn't get a lot of exploring. I think I came, I came across uh, a group of either bucks or deers or something I can't remember, and I took my bow out, nailed them with one shot, very much impressed the two PR people that were with me, and the, or the devs, rather, um, and then took it back to camp and, like, you know, did all, did all that stuff. Um, it was fun, but, again, I you know, I'd have to sit in there and play around for a couple hours to tell you if that if this next design evolution is uh, is that big of a jump. I'm curious to see how much it evolves to play style because like even going back to like Final Fantasy 2 the way they try to set up the leveling system was like you know if I use this weapon more I'll level up that weapon and then because yeah. the game's like oh you want to do that and then I'll you go do that cool. more and I'm really curious to see like you were saying you're just like I don't really feel like hunting it's like you don't have to and it's going to be interesting to see mm -hmm. the story ramifications of you you know down like eight hours into the game where like people are kind of looking skinnier and you get a comment while, as you're in town which is like man I could go for a meal right now and you're like yeah stop complaining I'm sorry I didn't go hunting you know, it's like you're getting all of these right. things that are occurring naturally in the world. That's not just like time to load the everyone's sick and hungry cutscene. Mm -hmm. It's just like peppered throughout mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. You know, little conversations mm -hmm. when you're riding on a, going on a mission and you're on horseback with everybody. They might comment on yeah. things. Just so the listeners at home know, there, there was a dog Somebody's outside. Somebody's skinning a dog outside. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with <laughs> this? So that is, that is on our side and we apologize. Kept moving. And so I kept thinking every time he moved, oh, he's going to shut the he's, door of the window. Gonna, yeah, he's he's working it. on something totally yeah. different. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> He's doing a, he's doing <laughs> a Manifest, a manifesto right now for whatever for the Coella way of life. I don't even know what could be happening out there. The um, yeah, no, I'm really interested with this because it's like it's, I'm with Nick. This is not my type of game. I enjoyed Red Dead One quite a bit, but it was more for the story elements, not mm -hmm. so much for the the gameplay side of it. Um, I just when it comes down to it, I'd rather play a GTA game than than one of these. But like, it does look gorgeous to the point that I'm like, well, I'm, I'm interested in giving it a shot. Don't let the gorgeous fool you. The gorgeous is the hook. But the fidelity extends beyond the visual yeah. part. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything feels crafted and consistent. It, it's it's like the we were talking about the messenger earlier, mm -hmm. right? And like the game reflects the theme, reflects the game. Like Celeste, yeah. you know, yeah, this is a game about overcoming something and climbing a mountain that's also super hard and literally like lives out that that metaphor. I got that same sense when I looked at the snow melt coming down a mountain, glistening off a rock, looking like something out of where I grew up in North Carolina, and realized that somebody drew and crafted that tiny little spot just so I'd see it so beautifully like that. I got that same feeling when I talked to a person, when I wandered into a clearing and saw something that was a little hidden away, when I looked out over a, a mountaintop, or when I looked in a book, or when I looked in my arsenal, or everything feels 
crafted. It's a universe where you almost can't help but believe in a god. Like they are the gods of creation, <laughs> and they have made you a world. You, so I, it's very early to say this, but based on what you've seen and played, do you think that this has a chance of dethroning God of War? Um, okay, in the so, game of the year conversation. So previews are uh, are a tenuous beast, but I just said to you that this is the <laughs> best preview I ever played. Well, this made Jared re-believe in God. Yeah. Um, so and, uh, I can just picture you looking over your shoulder at the preview, and he's in the back there. But no, to, to be <laughs> to be honest with you, that there's no way that it, it, unless there's just no reason to believe that that the rest of the game doesn't feel like what I just experienced because their track record. Yeah, they know what they're doing at this point. Um, yeah, I I would be very surprised if this game isn't very in the game of the year conversations. I I think we have a lot of reason to believe that we're that an exceptional uh, generation defining video game is about to descend upon us from uh, from on high. What do you think, Brendan? Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely think so, and especially because it's coming out like perfect game of the year time. Yeah, you know, like couple months before all those votes are going to go in, and I think. Uh, you know, it's like painful to say something negative about God of War, but like a lot of us maybe did some things in a different order in that game, but generally had a lot of the same beats. There's a very specific story beat that yeah. like you would always kind of check in with the people. Did you, wait, how far have you gotten? Did you get? Okay, you still have that. All right, then we'll we'll talk. I mean, in two more hours, you and me need to have a conversation about this crazy moment in that game where with this, like the the, the wonderful, you know, experience I had with Jared today where it was like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. And that was a question actually I asked when my, because I knew he played it before me. I was like, what did Jared do? Tell me, like, they're like, well, he pet a lot of dogs, and uh, yeah. you know, and, and like the differences between his 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 dog. play style and mine. <laughs> and the thing that's interesting that about that is, you and I both played a Arthur Morgan that was manufactured by the developers for that demo, for that yeah. slice of the game that we got. Whereas if I'm starting from scratch, from mm. mission one, and from that moment on, I can pick what I wear, what weapons I bring, what you know, uh, you know, designs I have on those weapons, uh, who I decide to be friends with. Be really interesting to like watch a friend play that game and they go back to camp and one guy goes by and it's just like yeah screw you and it's like whoa that whoa that guy's mad at you what did you do and like yeah. i don't even know yeah. at this point you know huh. like and, and and trying to figure out because normally in games i can be like no it was this mission it was this thing that that's when things turned around or the game deliberately put a choice in front of me where it's like ah, i'm now betraying this guy whereas this game it's just a lot of little tiny beats that add up to that stuff video games very rarely surprise you uh, even the best video games only surprise you a few times. God of War is great because it surprises you over and over mm-hmm. and manages that. Red Dead also surprises me in really good ways. I, you know, I think about I I get gotten a shootout during one of the missions, and I just wanted to see how the systems interacted. I was looking for a Breath of the Wild style Wild style interaction, so I pick up a dead body and the body starts bleeding down me. And when I get the body off, the blood's like all over me. And I throw the body like down on the ground next to a campfire and the wrist falls in the campfire and the shirt starts to smolder and then smoke. And then the fire goes up the shirt, each individual thing. Pretty soon there's this burning corpse laying in front of me and I'm like, okay, well we can transmit fire from the thing. But I thought about that blood on me and realized that was not gonna get cleaned off on its own. And if you don't wash it off, it's gonna stay. Or if it doesn't rain, it's gonna stay. And I talked to John Ryan from IGN who also played it at, at one of the demos. And John told me he walked into town covered in blood after a shootout and people freaked out. They're like, what happened? And it wasn't like, oh no, get the sheriff. It was like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, cause you walked into town covered in blood. That's a surprise. And I think there's going to be thousands of those. Hmm. That's rare, especially in an open system game like that. Nick, yes. did your horse poop at any point? My horse did not poop at any point. Oh, man. But let me it's ask you this question. In this if thing. I told you that I went into a bar and accidentally hit the wrong control and started a 15-minute shootout <laughs> that ended with me giving myself up to the cops and going to jail to pay a – I had to go to the post office to pay a, a, a fine, a bounty on my head. Would you believe that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 100%. what happened. That's exactly what happened. I went to talk to the bartender, and I ordered a beer. And then I went to drink the beer, and I don't know what I hit, but I just blew some dude's head off. That, was <laughs> that, that would be and the right trigger. Sc- and it was hilarious because everyone scattered. Yeah. And then people started filing in to, to come get me, and it just went. I went all the way up to this other house, and I, I got a lot of them, Tim. Yeah. I put up a good fight. Yeah. But at a certain point, they just they got me. And then, and then when I came back, they were like, you got to go pay your bounty or else you can't come back into town. And so I had to go back and like avoid the the, the sheriffs and, and pay. So it was fun. Cool. And then, yeah, the devs said uh, they you know caused a, a ruckus in one town and then paid the uh you know went to jail slept it off and then went to the one of the um 
someone in some store and they said, oh, by the way, my cousin's the sheriff. And uh, we were talking the other day and like you, you really got to slow down with your attitude here and like mm-hmm. the stuff that you're oh. doing in town. Otherwise, it's just going to get to a point where the sheriff's like, I just don't want you around here yeah. anymore. Yeah. Interesting. So it's these weird threads. And it's we like hard, even, hard to tell where they stop. Uh, we haven't even talked about the characters, the camp. The, I mean, the, yeah. the whole like like Robin Hood element of the game. And did you talk about that on Red we Dead did. Radio? Yeah. yeah. I, if you if you want even more in-depth thoughts on all of this, go check out. Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast, which you can find on iTunes, on uh, Android podcasts, on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash hot blip and a jump. Uh, last week, John Ryan and I talked through playing this game for about an hour. This week, Brandon and I talked through uh, playing this game for about an hour. That episode will be up uh, probably about, a, I'm thinking about a day after this one goes live. Cool. Uh, and you'll be able to check that out. But yeah, uh, if you would subscribe to that and go and download every episode and listen, I could continue to live. So please do so. Please do. That's right. Please do. Thanks, Nick. Talk about real really world uh, consequences there, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I a desper- decision you can make. I desperately need the the, these, these people's help if I'm going to continue doing this. So, yeah, the, the, the crisis is definitely reached. It is now time for everyone's favorite game show, Mobile Game or Bullshit. We it's Mobile Game or Bullshit. It's I'll take this back because this can't be a championship uh, battle without the champ. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Still, Nick uh, won last week. Nick Scarpino won. Actually, that was, that was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, two uh, weeks ago. I won last week too, but I guess I missed that call. To yeah. Come back and defend my title. You want to stay for this one? No, I'm good. <laughs> you right <laughs> here. Nick. Come on over. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Today it's mobile game or Nintendo game in honor of Switch Online and uh, those NES games that I was griping about earlier. We're going to give you uh, the names and descriptions of seven games, some mobile games, some NES games. You tell me which is which. We're going, we're going straight games on games. None of this uh, mobile games. game or German house band. None okay. of this mobile game or Amazon porn. This time it's just mobile game <laughs> or porn. NES game. Boy, oh, yeah, we did that it. once. Yeah, totally. What's that? I missed those and I'm sad. Yeah. That's oh, it. Yeah. They're good ones. They're yeah. good ones. All right, so Brandon, I, think, I am infamously bad at this game. Just so you. Oh, know. I don't just expect to be good I, at this I've at won all. Once Greg Miller was undefeated, uh, he had like an eight-win streak until Nick defeated him. Nice. Um, so we'll see how this yeah. goes. But okay. you did win one time. Now, I did so. win once. All right, so it's not against complete. game explains Andre Seegers. All right, so I'm going to read the game and the description, or a piece from the description. Okay. I, if it's there, it's from the mobile game description. Some of these are made up, some are not. All right, got it. So all you got to do is say mobile game or Nintendo game. You want to go first, Brandon? Why not? All right. Are you keeping track? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, uh, that's very good. I'm sorry. I used to having Greg total? here to do it. Seven. Seven today. Seven. Yeah. Chill out, dude. That's uh, it's uh, we were having tie things, so I wanted to make sure I had a few more options. Number one, Brandon. Yes. Bubble Bath Babes: The Sultry Text Adventure Returns. That's mobile. All right, mobile game. Oh, I'm gonna go Nintendo game. Nintendo game. Number two. Battle of Olympus, Tim. Battle of Olympus, Gods, Titans, and Gorgons of Legend. Fuck. I hate this game. I'm going Nintendo. <laughs> going Nintendo. What do you think? Oh, mobile for sure. Mobile game. Number three, Infiltrator. The sun never sets on the Chinese hegemony. Or hegemony, pardon me. Hegemony, I think. Hegemony. Yeah, I, hegemony. I can't yeah. say it right. Uh, NES, why not? NES. <laughs> I also think NES. NES. Number four, Shadowgun Legends. Download the best mobile FPS RPG shooting game for free now. Tim. Wait, what? Shadowgun Legends. Download the best mobile FPS RPG shooting game for free now. You fucking asshole, Jared. I hate you. Because here's the thing. That's... Did he make up that description? That's the real test of this one. He did. Definitely. Give me it again. I need it one more time. (laughs) Shadowgun Legends. Download the best mobile FPS RPG shooting game for free now. It's a Nintendo game. FPS RPG. Yeah, NES. FPS RPG. All right. Number five. (laughs) The Magic of Sherazad. 1001 Arabian Nights are yours to command. Knights spelled with a K. The Magic of Shirazad. 1001 Arabian Nights are Mobile. yours to command. Oh, this one's Sorry, Brandon first. Not bad. Right? Yeah, yeah, Brandon first this time. Mobile. Mobile game. Yeah, mobile. Mobile game. Number six, <laughs> Gunnack. That's spelled G-U-N space N-A-C. Brought to you by the Canadian Rifle Association. Okay. No. NES game. 
NES game. NES as well. NES game. Number seven, finally, Brandon, 3D World Runner. Leap the abyss, cross the frontier, and achieve eternal victory. NES game. NES game. Mobile game. Mobile game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the hour of truth, the hour of decision has come. I saw recognition in your eyes uh, for, for one of those. I recognize one of those. All right. Bubble Bath Babes, the sultry text adventure returns. NES game. Yes, baby. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> the unlicensed NES game See, with a bit of nudity in it. It's like an unlicensed okay. NES yeah, game. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Bubble Bath Babes. Number two, Battle of Olympus, Gods, Titans, and Gorgons of Legend. Battle of Olympus, NES game. Damn. Buck, yes. That's right. One of my favorite NES games, a really good like Zelda 2 ripoff with Greek gods yeah. and great music. But Greek gods, you can just see the Facebook ad. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, like, yeah. totally. <laughs> oh, the these Gorgons. Were <laughs> these were carefully chosen, yeah. Number three, Infiltrator. The sun never sets on the Chinese something or other. Hegemony? Hegemony? I don't know. How to Hegemony. Say Hegemony. There we go. Hegemony Cricket? That's how I said it in high school. Hegemony Cricket? I think Infiltrator? NES game. Really crappy NES game that I had growing up. And we both said NES, right? Yep. Okay. So, so far, Tim is winning so, three to yeah. one. Three yeah. to one, Tim. Yeah. Number four, Shadowgun Legends. Download the best mobile FPS RPG shooting game for free now. You'd think I made that description up, oh, but I didn't. Damn. That's real. Damn. Shadowgun so Legends. We both got that wrong. Mobile game. That sounds like some made up bullshit. <laughs> there was too many buzzwords. You're not allowed to have that many buzzwords. SEO, baby. Uh, SEO. Number five, The Magic of Sherazad. 1001 Arabian Nights with a K are yours to command. Magic of Sherazad. Excellent, underrated NES damn game. It. We both said mobile, didn't we? NES. <sighs> Magic of Sherazad. What's the score, Kevin? Three to one. Still three to one. Same winning. Gunnack, brought to you by the Canadian Rifle Association. This one was the gimme. That, that one's an NES game. Yes. Yeah. That I've, I've, I'm familiar with that yeah, title. Yeah, Gunnack. That's an NES game. Not the game, game. but I, I'm just those those letters yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So Gunnack is I've seen before with my eyeballs. It's by Compile, the, the company that made Guardian Legend and some other great games. It is a superb, superb shooter. Uh, one of the best uh, I've ever played on the NES. Uh, you right. Right? Gun Canada, dude. Yeah, it's got space rabbits and bunnies that shoot carrots at you. You're attacked by packs of cigarettes in outer space for some reason. It's really weird, but it's very good. And number seven, 3D World Runner, Leap the Abyss, Cross the Frontier, and Achieve Eternal Victory. 3D World Runner brought to you by Square for the NES. Really? That's wow. right. Yep, with 3D glasses. What? That's right. Just like Rad Racer, another Square title, which you could play with 3D glasses. I did not know that. And get a yeah. really terrible 3D effect. <laughs> 3D World Runner, kind of a weird, like, over-the-shoulder running game, but... I think that only takes the score to three to two. Kevin, is that correct? Or I got the last three? two. Three to four. Three, yeah, three oh. to four. Tim right? wins. Tim <sighs> wins. Four to three. Tim Gettys is the victor. Uh, it's the guests. I can get the guests. I can't get Nick, and I can't get Greg. Okay, so one time we're just gonna have Nick, Greg, and you play like twenty questions of this or oh something. God, I'm gonna and get Tim, destroyed. What, what game was this? It's mobile game or bullshit. It's I still have no idea what you're saying for half of that, but it's okay. It sounds fun. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for the show. Brandon, thank you for joining us I all day. It. Oh, being I love on it. Games Daily, being on That's Red it. Dead Radio. That's all the shows you That's got. That's it. That's all the shows, man. <laughs> all the shows. Uh, thank you so much. Go follow him at Trailer Jones on Twitter, Easy Allies on YouTube and Patreon and everywhere else like that. Uh, is there any, anywhere else? Twitch? You guys do Twitch, Twitch. Definitely Twitch. Definitely yeah. Twitch. Do that definitely Twitch Twitch. Uh, until next week, I love you. Ass, 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 ass. Ass.